Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody, and welcome in to today's episode of the Top Cut Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast. Today's a little bit different than most, so Caleb's girlfriend is very, very, very sick, so he is not able to join me in the studio today. So instead, we queued up a absolutely star-studded cast tonight. <laughs> of course, you hear the chuckle. We have the giant avian individual, Giant Skyhawk. Hello, I am a large avian individual. And of course, we also have, I say of course, like it's a usual thing, but we also have the one, the only, the Don Juan, what is up? How's it going, guys? Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. It is awesome to have you. You are always welcome. Uh, Thank you, boys, so much for joining me last minute. Uh, And when I say last minute, I mean, literally, I gave you... Uh, like no notice at all. I was like, "Hey, hop into a VC right now. We're recording a podcast, and here we are." So, but you being the wonderful people you are, we're just so happy and willing to just hop in on a moment's notice. So, absolutely, remote dual locals is only two rounds tonight, so I had a lot more time than I thought. <laughs> you know what? We take those exactly. So, um, we are. We have a. L- good amount of stuff to cover tonight actually uh but the first thing to cover is we do have a bit of quick play news we do have an announcement from konami they announced this in a psa sent out i know they sent it out through twitter i don't know exactly where else they sent it out through but there was an announcement made that the max gold series will be late in some places potentially does that sound correct to y'all yep uh i think they said uh there might be some due to some production issues and some shipping issues uh i think the exact statement was not all stores and retailers will have product available on the release date of november uh 
the 19th. Well, I think that it's important. The most important thing to note here is, of course, exercise patience with your local game stores and your OTS stores. They can't control this. This is a supply chain issue a lot farther up than your local store. So be patient. Uh, try to work with your stores and know that they will get their product in as soon as they possibly can. Past that, I think the next thing to do is to do a quick patron shout out to all of our Patreons. And then we will do a couple other little things and we will move on into the actual meat and potatoes of the podcast. So thank you, of course, to Austin Johnson, Kane Martin, Mocha, Myth Oceanus, Pig, Scuzz Daddy, AD, Aaron Gardner, Anthony Lila, Damian Zink, Mountain Man, Owen Alvarado, Jeremy Drysdale, Ray Powell, and Sonny Sweet. Thank you all to our patrons for supporting the podcast. And if you are interested, you can find a link to that in the description below. In the description below, you will also find a link to our Discord server, as well as our Twitter account for the podcast. Be sure to check those out. Um, I think in the description below, you're also going to find links to Giant Skyhawks Twitter and the Don Juan, whether it be his Twitter or his Twitch, whatever he would prefer. Uh, Don actually just uploaded a banger video that you should all go watch as soon as you oh. listen to this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you okay, there, Don? You sound unsure about that. Uh, I, go, go check it out. Go check. It's it's a good video. Uh, it's a very good video. You should go see. Smile. It's a big smile. <laughs> we will absolutely leave a link to that in the description below. So thank you all again for joining us. Let's hop on into the big stuff. We have a bunch of new cards to cover really quick. Um, and then after new that... New cardboard. Absolutely. I love to hear it. So we'll get a... a we're going to talk about the new cards that got released. And then after that, we're going to do a tier maker list for uh, the current format. So first thing to talk about is Marin says a coral triangle uh oh boy it searches things so marin says coral triangle this is a water cybers link three with 1500 attack uh, its link arrows are directly up bottom left and bottom right uh materials is two plus marin says monsters you can only use the first and second effect of this card's name each once per turn you cannot special summon monsters the turn you activate either of these effects except water monsters. First effect, you can send one water monster from your hand to the graveyard. Add one Marincess trap card from your deck to your hand. Two, if only your opponent controls a monster, you can banish this card from your graveyard, special summon any number of water link monsters from your graveyard whose total link ratings equal three. Seems good, right? Yeah, uh, I mean, firstly, they finally have a way to search Marincess Wave, and that's like a, a really big deal because Marincess Wave is a uh, dark ruler that also makes all of your monsters unaffected by your opponent's card effects until the end of the turn. Uh, and if you have a Link 3 or higher Marincess monster, which this card is, you don't have to set it. You can just straight up activate it from hand. Which this so, is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. So you can, so this basically just searches uh, Dark Ruler plus Blanket Protection for all of your stuff on board, uh, which is really, really sick for playing around uh, a lot of removal. Uh, like, I think the only thing this doesn't dodge is Evenly Matched, because something like Evenly Matched would affect the player. But 
no, this card is very good. And the fact that it's also just like a part of the regular link climb, like you're making a link three super easy through Coral Anemone. If you have any extenders, you can still go through Bubble Reef. Um, and if you need to, you can like, there's other cool trap targets. Like there's one that helps enable OTKs. Uh, I think it's Current is the one that will probably help because this deck also like could can struggle to put up Lethal before access code. Um, but now that there's ways to work that out through this that don't have to go through access code plus waterlock. Um, I don't know if this is like rockets it into the meta or anything, but this is a very, very, very good card. I think it is interesting to note though, that yes, it searches dark ruler, but you have to climb up into a link three to make that happen. Yeah. Uh, that's not very hard. They have a link too that just specials a water for free from your graveyard and then locks you into waters. Fair uh, enough. So I, yeah. So making this is like, extremely trivial which is why i'm like uh, this is actually a really really good card the only question is like like obviously like you have you do have to get there but uh like any two of their monsters does this right right all righty well that's that let's go ahead and move on into the albaz stuff so oh this is more contents of the albaz structure deck coming to the ocg uh, there are, I mean, this deck is going to have a ton of new cards in it. Um, let's go ahead and talk. Let's do the first trap card. Uh, why don't Skyhawk, why don't you do the first trap card? And then Don Juan, you can read out the second trap card. And then I'll go, I'll, we'll jump into the fusions. Rotation time, you got it. All right, so this is uh, Rakuin no Tsurugi. Uh, Mitsuru that makes me think of Mitsurugi from, uh, from Soul Calibur. But anyway. This is Branded Blade is how they're translating it. Normal Trap. You can only use one of the first and second effects of this card's name per turn and only once that turn. So first, banish any number of Branded spells or traps from your graveyard. Special summon that many Ice Blade tokens. Dragon Dark, level 8, 25-25. Uh, interesting. You can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one of your banished Fallen of Albaz monsters or monsters that specifically list that card in their text and add it to your hand. This wow. seems like this seems really weird. Seems like bannable good, right? Uh I mean, summon No, it's a trap. Summon <laughs> wait, what? Summon as many tokens as you want? Uh so I mean getting branded spells traps in the grave is kind of funky. Uh yes, that's true. And like and the problem is like it's that first effect you have to activate it on the field. So you'd be summoning the tokens like on your opponent's turn. Now, like if you're using them to fusion summon, uh, then maybe there's like a way to make this work. But I feel like this is not very good. <laughs> I don't know how you make this work. Yeah, if the my only issue here is is because it says banish any number of branded spells and traps from your graveyard. Uh, that's kind of <laughs> funky. Uh, if it. If it literally just said special summon as many like ice blade tokens as possible, like that'd be a different story. But yeah, you kind of have to load your graveyard up first. Yeah. The other problem too is it's one effect per turn once that turn. So it's like you can't even recover the spells or traps on the turn that you activate this. You have to wait till it comes back to your turn. Uh, or you have to just like sit on this until your turn and then recover on your opponent's turn. I feel like yeah. it. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan. I guess that makes... I, I guess the more you explain it, the more it makes sense. Plus, there's only like three or four branded spells and traps before these hit. Yeah. And um, I don't know that... 
I don't know that much about the deck, so it could be that this is actually crazy, and I have no idea. But as it stands, I don't think this will see much play. I think that it would rely... I think you're probably going to have to run Foolish Barrow Goods in this deck. If this is a main yeah. component of using it. You know? for, for just recycling the Fusion spell, when I think there are other ways to do it, I, I don't see why you would play this. Well, it's not just the Fusion spell. It also recycles um, the actual Fallen of Balbaz himself... You know, or any of the other, there's like four or five monsters that list him in his text that were, um, or any of the, your fusions. I mean, it can recycle mm. your entire monster lineup. That's true. So maybe like one of this and some FB goods, but I'm not sure how good that recovery is the same turn you use it. I think that would be the question. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. All right, Don, let's talk. Let's go. Let's go to the next one. All right, so the next card we have here is called Rakuin no uh, Surugi. Or, or no, that was the that was the first card. My bad, guys. Uh, Rakuin Danzai, and that's called Branded Con- Condemnate- <laughs> Condemnation. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a trap. <laughs> I cannot talk right now. I just, I thought, no, it's just we're all very tired. You said, it's okay. you said you said something else. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, you know what? You're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> no one caught that. No, no, I, nobody, nobody knows what I'm referring to. We're good. We're all children. Um, Go ahead. You can only use one of the first and second effects of this card's name per turn, and only once that turn. Uh, the first effect is when a spell trap card or monster effect is activated that includes an effect that special summons a monsters, return a fusion monster that lists Fallen of Albez as material to the extra deck. Uh, one, control, or two from the graveyard, and if you do, negate the activation, and if you do, destroy that card. Then its second effect is you can banish this card from your graveyard, then target one branded spell slash trap in your graveyard, except branded uh, condom <laughs> I cannot say it right now. Condemnation and add it to your hand. You got it. So it's a counter trap that only negates special summons or the effects that special. So it's like a. It doesn't even do the special summon itself. It only does the effects. Yeah. So it's kind of like negating instant fusion or like a poly or something that yeah but not if magical meltdowns up <laughs> well, that is true <laughs> yeah i don't i don't know this is like mediocre yeah this seems like fine because like negating shadal fusion with this is pretty cool and there are a lot of cards that do this that you could hit but it seems like for something you have to set up a fusion monster to use it's kind of crappy. I do like that it recovers from the graveyard. Um, that makes a little more sense, but this feels like a lot of work to set up something that's more situational. I'm with Don. This is kind of meh. Yeah, this one's even worse than the other one, if I'm being honest, in my opinion. I mean, I would rather just run Solemn Warning if I want this effect, because then it, yeah. I can pop us <laughs> Exactly. Yep. So, <clears throat> all right. The next card is, I'm not... Listen, guys, y'all can try to do the Japanese name. I, I'm I not even trying. I, I took some Japanese in high school. You, yeah. you do the Japanese name. Yeah, so Go. this is uh, Hikenryu uh, Mirror Jade. I just want to say, you, you took Japanese in high, in high school. Yeah. Why couldn't I have been in the Canadian school system? All right. <laughs> Mirror Jade, the Ice Blade Dragon. 
So this is a level 8 Dark Worm Fusion Effect Monster. It has 3,000 attack and 2,500 defense. Materials are Fallen of Albaz and one Fusion Synchro Xyz or Link Monster. So Fallen of Albaz and any extra deck monster? Pretty much. But not whatever their new one is in three years. Yeah. Uh, one, you can only control one Mirror Jade the Iceblade Dragon. Well, better be good. Two, once per turn, quick effect. You can send one fusion monster that lists Fallen of Albaz as material from your extra deck to the graveyard. Banish one monster on the field, but this effect cannot be used again next turn. Interesting. Uh, three, if this face-up fusion summoned card you control leaves the field by your opponent, you can activate this effect, destroy all monsters they control during the end phase of this turn. So it's like, summon this, and then you can send Titanoclad, and then if your opponent specifically removes it, then like later on in the duel, you'll get an absolute zero effect. So. <laughs> now, uh, I think the thing to point out about this, um, the existence of this card makes like the physical card Fallen of Albaz more playable because this yeah. basically turns Albaz into like super poly for any like individual type of monster, but you can uh, respond to Albaz, which the kind of sucks. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, th this existing does mean that Albaz has a lot more utility in terms of removing stuff from the field going second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong. But at the same time, I mean, you know. Albaz is still a really steep cost. Like, you still have to discard a card. Um, you have to, like, get it on the field. So unless you can, like, chain block Albaz somehow, uh, it, it's kind of iffy going second. I didn't realize Albaz could use monsters from either field as fusion materials. Yeah. If they have something, if they have some way to, like, special Albaz uh, on, like, your opponent's turn, then this card is nuts. Because uh, if you set it up going first, you can Albaz just take any extra deck monster they make. Because uh, Albaz triggers on summon, right? Uh, so uh, yeah. uh, does it? Yeah, Albaz is when it's normal or special summoned, uh, yeah, except during right. the damage step. So right. if you can set up like an Albaz summon, uh, then this card actually seems pretty solid. But it, it like on its own, it's not that great. It's more like what it is rather than what it can do. Right. Ah, if only Albaz was a uh, level three psychic. <laughs> you want to e telly for Albaz? <laughs> just e telly it. I mean, that'd yeah, be great. Just, just e telly Albaz. If only, I mean, if only. Sure, yep. <sighs> yep. All right, uh, I'll let you. Oh, how do you how do you look at that name and be kind confidently pronounce it? I mean. One of it's just a name and then a, a thing. It's uh, Shinenryu Re uh, Rebellion, uh, Rebellion the Divine Flame Dragon, Level Eight Dragon Fusion Effect, twenty five hundred three thousand materials. One Dark Monster and Fallen of Albaz. So that's again good f that they're giving uh -huh. us like more generic ways to use Albaz. Uh, yeah, uh, you can only use the effect of this card's name once per turn. Uh, if this card is fusion summoned, you can discard one card. Fusion summon one level 8 or lower fusion monster from your extra deck. Accept Rebellion by shuffling fusion materials listed on it into the deck.
deck. From among your cards... All of these cards seem very, uh... How do I put this light? Uh, bad. <laughs> like, they're, they're cool. They look really cool. But they're... Yeah. Bad. They're not doing anything is the issue. Like... Yeah, you're totally right. I don't know. They no, just, no, 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 wait. No, they do something. No, they I do think something. You're exactly right. Here's what you they do. don't do Here's anything. What you, do. you summon Rubalian, the new this guy, the second guy. Use his effect right. to banish stuff from your graveyard to summon the other guy, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Then you link to Indiverte and summon Dragoon. You can't. You're locked into fusions. Never mind. They're useless. <laughs> they're bad it's just not good yeah this is bad this is rough I mean like take a deck like like this looks like a casual deck like there's no way you will ever see this deck in like top cut of a YCS there's just it's impossible Probably, yeah, yeah, I th- I think this, yeah, and to be fair, I think it is cool that some of the lore stuff here is uh, kind of lower in power, and it like gets its own structure deck, so you could do cool stuff with it. But uh, it's the none of these cards are really very good. Like the best thing you could say about them is that they make Albaz much better as a super poly, yeah. and that's about it. Yeah, it's. It's a deck. That's awesome. a, that's all I got. Yeah, it's a deck. Um, so let's just go on into the really cool part about this. Let's talk about the tokens. Oh yeah, these. So, are... <laughs> I mean, yeah, these are awesome. Uh, I I have no other words. Uh, the all of the art is amazing. Uh, if these don't come in the TCG version of the structure deck. I'm just going to order the OCG version. Just that, just that simple. So, ah, uh, true. To be fair, these tokens are amazing. yeah. Every one of them. These are really, really awesome tokens. So, yeah. and the craziest part to me is that they did something that they haven't done on tokens previously. We got flavor text for tokens. That is true, actually. I really like that. Very interesting. I actually did not notice that. Yeah, like I'm I'm down to be honest. Like (laughs) let's just get rid of normal monsters and make tokens flavor text. (laughs) Uh, No, we have to keep normal monsters. I I I like I like normal monsters. Let's get rid of Terracane, Salmon, and Pacifist. Let's just get uh, them out of here. Might I might I remind you that tokens are normal monsters. So Get owned, nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nerd. Uh, yeah, but it's an Albaz token, an Ecclesia token, a Tri Brigade token, which just has all the Tri Brigade monsters on it, which I need. And it literally just says pull the trigger. It's amazing. Yeah. And one that. that's the two virtuous, which is like the two holy maidens. So, and then. Well, no, the. One of them is Albaz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Aluber, the Wicked Dogma. Yeah, there's five tokens in total. So, 
That's true. Um, and there is a list of cards being reprinted here in addition that I don't I don't think we'll get the same list of reprints if we get this structure deck. But uh, they've got the both both the baby dragons, the Thunder King, Lightning Strike Kaiju guy, Darley Safer, which would actually be a cool reprint here too. Keeper of Dragon Magic, which you might know from being played in a couple of Dark Magician decks as like dr a Dragoon Turbo card. Um, Effect Veiler, Fusion Gate, of course, it's 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 a fusion deck, so it's got to put Fusion Gate in there, guys. Mm -hmm. uh, Dark Ruler, Necrofusion, based. There can be only one, and Dimensional Barrier. Hey, uh, to be fair, uh, Tikaboo probably needed a reprint. Uh, or need or needs a ban list. Uh, I don't know. And Necrofusion is extremely based, uh, but that's about it. Any other thoughts here, fellas? Uh, it's kind of cool to see Safer get a reprint, as well as Dark Ruler. Oh, that's true. Yeah, Safer definitely Dark needs Ruler it. Reprint. Yeah. Uh, D Barrier. D Barrier is creeping up in price. Have y'all noticed that? Uh. D barrier may creep up in price, but it will never top uh, how much it costs when it first came out. I didn't play the game, but I knew that yeah. card was. Wasn't it like a hundred? It was very expensive. Yeah, yeah, it was like a hundred and fifty Canadian was when it was so... at its peak. It, just the fact that activate a trap, call X Y Z against like something like yep. Zodiac. What do they do? Yep. Their turn is over. It was extremely, it was extremely oppressive. Notably, there are cheap copies of it right now. Uh, it was reprinted both in Cyber's Link and in Spirit Charmers. But if you want that, uh, if you want the Mega Tin or the Invasion Vengeance Secret Rare, uh, that's going to shoot yeah. up real fast. Yeah, I, there's a cheap hollow. You get near mint first head secrets for like 15s. 15, 18. Oh. Crazy that people used to pay like 150 for yeah. that. Yeah, it's crazy that people would pay like 100, 120, 150 for dollars for a Yu-Gi-Oh card and then just for it to get reprinted, uh -huh. idiots. Come on. Come on. <laughs> Budget player hours. Let's go. Yeah, we're not going to talk about those forbidden droplets that I just offloaded. Hey. I <laughs> I hey, I got I got a freaking RDI Cube invite with an $80 I... fluffle list. It's doable, <laughs> but it's like annoying that staples are so expensive. Yeah. I think it's it hey, really you know sucks. what? Screw staples. Just played anti spell fragrance and imperial order, and you guys are good to go. Trust me. Trust me. <laughs> Very true. Yep. Where's your uh, lightning storms now? <laughs> I mean, yeah, you got it. I mean, IO even answers Duster. True. True. Um, well, the next one to talk about is some Mayakashi cards. I believe it is the Don's turn. Mayakashi's? All right, hold on. Let me let me pull this up just to make sure. I say we may not have actually sent you the link to this one. Uh, okay, it's, in, yeah, it's, it's just there. a bit lower down. This just uh came out today, actually. So, yeah, like, um, like right, right as we were about to hit the record button. Yeah, this, like, this uh, is huge, by the way, for everyone listening in. Um, so here we go. 
we have uh, Taruhi no Mayakashi Yuki Ana. Uh, Yuki Ana the Icicle Mayakashi, which is a Link 3 Water Zombie Link Effect Monster. 2400 attack. And it has pretty good Link arrows. They're all pointing down. Um, and uh, its materials is just 2 plus Zombie Monsters. So this is theoretically generic um, for Zombies. Um, you can use all the second and third effect of this card's name each once per turn. Um, you can only control one Yuki Ana the Icicle Mayakashi. If this card is special summon, you can target one effect monster your opponent controls negate its effects. And then third one is quick effect. You can banish this card from your graveyard. Special summon one of your zombie synchro monsters that is banished or in the grave. Um, uh, honestly, it's pretty cool. It looks really good, that's for sure. Um, I'm gonna assume it's gonna come out as a secret rare. But... Maybe the set that it's set to premiere in is kind of a weird set. And if if I may, may I read the the real uh problem mm-hmm. card? Problem? So, uh, I think you mean solution. Uh, <laughs> I yeah, so go this for is it. Called Mayakashi Shiranui Gatari, which is Ghost meets Girl, a Mayakashi and Shiranui's tale. This is a normal trap card, so this is a uh, trap trick target. Um, And this is where the... Okay. You can only use one of the first and second effects of this card's name per turn, and only once that turn. Its first effect reads, Tribute one Mayakashi or Shiranui Synchro or Link Monster... Neither player can special summon monsters from the hand, deck, and extra deck for the rest of this turn. So, um... Not, not that know. there's any good decks that do that, right? I don't know if you oh. guys uh, are reading this, but uh, this is literally better than Vanity's Emptiness. Uh, yeah, I, uh, when I first read this, I didn't realize it said Shiranui Synchro. That's massive. Like, this is, this card is insane. This is, I like how we were just talking about D-Barrier. This is literally better than D-Barrier. It's searchable. uh, Hand, deck, and extra deck. So, I, I literally can't compare this to any type of floodgate that's uh come out you can um, do the second effect too real quick and then the second effect is you can banish this card from the graveyard then target one of your banished zombie monsters return it to the graveyard that's also pretty good nice dd crow on my eldritch idiot yeah that's really really good um and then uh in this set uh there's a ton of mayakashi reprints um, because, and as well as Doom King, uh, Baylor Drock, and Zombie World. But uh, I'm pretty positive Mayakashi's only have one printing, and it was from the pr- same set that Prank Kids came out in. Yep, Hidden um, Summoners. Yes, thank you. Which was a really funny set, honestly. Yeah. That's a weird side. Uh... Guys, I think we might have uh, a problem here with this card. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no, 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 no. Uh, bigger than I had initially thought, right? So, um, give me your initial Kashi thoughts. Link, right? Do that. Give me your initial thoughts. Oh, uh, 
Uh, yeah, okay, okay. I'll, I'll get into what I just looked up uh, after. It's game-changing. But uh, I think this card is meta-warping. Uh, there are a couple of things to note. Obviously, Mayakashi is not that great, but the engine itself has some pretty sick stuff it can do. Um, like, Mayakashi Eldritch was a legit build of the deck in the very early stages of Eldritch building, so it's not something to, like, laugh off, right? Um, and it has weaknesses going second. This card doesn't do that much going second. But the problem is, like, the fact that this is searchable and even, like, reasonably consistent in the decks that play in completely change how you have to deck build. Uh, and it could be that I'm overhyping this. Like, obviously, we will have to see how something like this performs. But the fact that anything has consistent access to a trap uh, with an effect this oppressive, that has very little counterplay aside from, like, stopping them from sticking one of the monsters on the board is really crazy. Like, Red Reboot is the only card that stops this. So, you, like, th this existing at all in any kind of metagame means you have to play, like, mid-ranger control. Yeah. Or, like, you have to, like accept a die roll on combo so i like i could be overreacting here but i think this card is like genuinely meta changing if it sees any level of play and we should also mention that not only uh does mayakashi have access to this card but we should also mention that mayakashi also has uh access to uh, a lot of decks play uh shirinui swallow slash which is theoretically a pop three <laughs> so yep they can they can afford playing a lot of back row and uh you know this card yeah. alone and and they can otk very easily very easily yeah. what are you going to do against this trap card set swallow slash <laughs> set 3 cool swallow slash pop your whole back row in the end phase yeah like yeah. there will be a build of this deck that sees play oh for sure like i don't know if it will be top tier but this is gonna I see mean, play people are gonna try this realistically think about an eldritch deck that could really abuse this engine you know when you think about it an eldritch deck that can recur things from the graveyard your sheer nui's and your mayakashi's can recur themselves from the graveyard to present lethal what is your opponent gonna do activate nib chain this trap card they can't summon their nib what is your opponent gonna do is it gonna there's just not a lot of interplay yep. it's really good uh, and the fact that it doesn't lock you from summoning out of the graveyard means that you get to play uh, but your opponent doesn't most yeah, likely exactly because uh, <laughs> and for those who don't know uh shira nui and mayakashi love to play out of the graveyard yeah. uh, shira nui has monsters that like synchro summon by banishing cards from the grave uh there's like oh i don't know if that would work under this trap uh but the thing that i had found and i wanted to check this just to make sure uh we may have a problem here uh turns out this trap uh is generically accessible because you contribute shiranui synchros there are two shiranui synchros that do not require zombies to make they are completely generic and that is shiranui sword saga and shiranui squire saga both of which just require one tuner and one non-tuner monsters what level are they uh level five and level seven. Awesome. <laughs> um, so literally a... any deck that can get to the trap card can set this Think up. Think about this. A Drytron deck can normal summon Diviner, send no send no. a level four and special summon a drytron and that's seven and then they have the seven shiranui and then they can 
because they've been looking for a good seven to go into with that combo. They were running Black Rose for a little while as like a board wipe, then go into your own combos as almost like a recovery thing. Uh, but this is this is a level seven that gives you access to a floodgate. This is straight up a level seven generic synchro. So if you have like if you have like any way to get to this trap at all, you can access this. Think board. about a tri brigade deck like normal summon rescue cat summon one of the level two dink tell someone like a kit and then the level three tuner beat yeah. and then just like this has fabled yeah yeah synchro up fabled could synchro. rock the hell out of this yeah sync synchro up into a five and then set the trap card on your end phase like i'm yeah. i'm thinking of the like... trap card in your uh main phase and then activate in your punch turn yeah, I'm now thinking of like engines that just can like have like one or two cards, seven cards in gross that could like just play trap trick and copies of this like uh, Psy Reflector oh, is, is one you could play in. You could play an assault mode engine to do this and just play like crazy stuff. You could what level, in theory. What level's Consortial hit? Uh, I don't know if they could make this. Like, they could. I think they can, in theory, make sevens, but I don't know if they. I would. think they run what they uh, usually run at least one seven. So I think the thing to consider here is if you have anything that can just like send the trap to the graveyard, you can add it back with Aurora Dawn, and then just make this. Cool. Yeah. So I figured I'd bring that up just because I saw it, but technically, people could access this. I've got a really quickly. dumb one for you. Any deck with level fours, normal summon Ash Blossom. Boop. <laughs> Just make the seven. Yeah. yeah. I think that's all I've got, but uh, I think this card is crazy. And even if it doesn't see that much play, I think people will try it. It is potentially insane. I I, I will say. So, uh, and of course, all the Mayakashi dudes are getting reprinted. Yeah. I don't know, Don, you mentioned uh, before you had someone who plays this. Uh, do you do you think this like rockets them into playability or is this like man do you think this is a meme? This card is like so insane that I feel like <laughs> Yes, people are gonna try to play it. because uh, people can be like, Oh yeah, this deck sucks, oh just Nibiru them, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Well, the thing is is this when that this deck is able to synchro climb, it has a really ridiculous grind game unless you can banish all of their targets or get rid of because uh I'll just like read like one of the synchros. Um mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure every single uh synchro has this text um where if it's destroyed or like sent to the graveyard, uh if okay, here here's what it says. If a synchro monster in your possession whose original level is 11 is destroyed by battle or an opponent's card effect while this card is in your graveyard, you can banish one other zombie monster from your graveyard, and if you do special summon this card, and then it has an effect when a special summon, like this one, can destroy one monster controls non-target. Um, but every single one of the synchros has that clause where if you get rid of it, like, pop it in any way, or... They just keep coming out, and they can spam the board really easily. Uh, Yuki Musume, which is like their best starter, uh, I'm pretty sure it can dump any zombie monster from deck to grave. It's So it's a foolish burial, and it full combos. Uh, this deck can one card full, you know, synchro climb. This doesn't but even... Man, oh, sorry. I don't know. 
this isn't even mentioning the graveyard effect. Like, obviously, it's one effect per turn once that turn, but, like, if you happen to, like, discard this or mill this or send this in some way, you can just put a Mizuki back in your graveyard. <laughs> like, <laughs> very true. So, it, it's, ah, it, this seems really, really strong. I don't know if it's, like, I think it is meta, I think it's potentially meta warping, if not just very, very good. Yeah. As if it wasn't bad enough that the deck could already just play Zombie World. Yeah. Now, Zombie World with IP up is a monster negate, and then you also get access to Vanity's Emptiness, but during your only your opponent's turn. Crazy. Yeah. It's uh, absurd. I mean, people want more decks to be playable. Here you go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's no, playable. That is very true. On one hand, this is cool, because it might mean people will play more mid-range or control decks. But on the other hand, this is just such an unbelievably stupid win con. It's kind of like how in... Like, I would compare it to how True King of All Calamities with Virtual World warped the format. Like, yeah, yeah. It, it made control decks a lot better because control decks didn't care about VFD. So you could play uh, all sorts of other, like, interesting decks because it was a hard counter to the Calamity strategy. But... It just made for it's still made for a really, really unhealthy and unfun play environment. So while I think yeah. this being in the format for a while would be cool, I think it could be too good. I think you are correct. It is potentially very splashable and very good. Well, that will do it for the new cards, though. We are going to take a quick moment to do a quick ad break. And when we come back, we're going to go ahead and do the we're going to do our tier maker meta list. So uh, we do want to take a quick moment to thank our sponsor, ETB Games in Alexandria, Louisiana. Now, this episode is airing on Friday the 12th. If you are listening today, then tomorrow, Saturday the 13th, which I know it's basically zero notice, they are having their ETB Battle City Day. This will be a GOAT tournament. With and we will run Edison and Advanced Pod tournaments as they come up, as they fill up. So if you are interested and if you are local, please check that out. If you're not local, please be sure to go to their website. Link it will be in the description below. And let's go ahead and get on into the tier maker. So we have here a list of uh, it must be. 30 some odd decks. Um, some of them, I'm going to be honest, I don't know why they're here, but we're going to go ahead and we are going to work on it. So, we have uh, five tiers here tier one, tier 1.5, tier two, rogue, and do not play. Just DNP. It's, I mean, you play it, but like, you know, don't, it's, it's not very good. I'm just going to say. Which there are a few of those decks on this list. Yeah. So, a quick rattle off of the, all of the decks and all of the lists. We're going to try to move this along really quick because we don't have a ton of time left. But mm -hmm. we have B Trooper, Cyber Dragon, Numeron, Sword Soul, Prank Kids, Machina, Amazement, Despia, Adagnister, Magicky, uh, Dinosaurs, BA, Altergeist, Dragon Link, I think, 
Yeah. Um, this one is that's not zombie. zombie. That's right. I keep wanting to say Agnostic, but it's zombie. Shadal, Ad Emancipator, uh, uh, PK, right. yeah, Drytron, uh, the Invoked, the Dingus, uh, Infernoble, a different Dragon Link. Uh, that's dr- it should be Dragoonity. Yeah. Okay, so specifically Dragoonity. Yeah. Fluanderese, the Live Twin, Hero, Madolce, Salamangrate, Tribrigade, Eldlich, Dogmatica, Grand Maju, Sky Striker, Subterror, Zodiac, Virtual World, and somebody help me Orcist. out. Orcist. 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 Okay, see, I, you know. It's I, okay. It's all good. I'm gonna be honest. I, it's pretty amazing that I got through that as easily. Right <laughs> yeah, you honestly did pretty. That's pretty solid. You did pretty solid. Yeah, considering I've never even played against like multiple of these. That's, Not yeah, like I say most, but quite a few. That's what Don and I are here for, Sonny. We can catch you up. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All right. So we're gonna start at the front. We're gonna start with B troopers. How do we feel about B troopers? How do we feel about B troopers? Um, B troopers. Honestly, like they're really fun deck. I would probably put them in rogue. I, unfortunately, I think so. The support was I think that's perfect. Abysmal. Like yeah, that was horrible. One and a yeah. half cards are playable, and this had so much potential. But as it stands right now, it's like a good rogue contender. But that's as much as it'll ever be if this is all we got. Yeah, I, I'm gonna have to agree with both of you. I think the deck. It it goes really fast. It does a lot of summons, and it does not do much with them. It they just they make a big. You can you can make really interesting boards with them through stuff like Cicada King and Sting the Poison. But the types of uh, disruption that they have access to, I think, are not poised very well. They don't, for example, they can't put up spell trap negates, uh, and in a format right. where people are going to play like. Uh, blow yeah, blowout <laughs> cards, Shadal Fusion, evenly matched. Lightning Storm, yeah, evenly. They just get blown yeah. out. Yeah. Let's go ahead and move on to Cyber Dragons. Um, I think Cyber Dragons fall... I mean, at least they can put up a negate, right? They can put up Infinity. Uh, uh, they, can, goons, they can kill you. Now. Yeah. This deck, honestly, isn't a bad deck. Um, just low representation? I would say so. It has quite a few choke points it's honestly kind of decent against a lot of the strategies right now um that are making appaloosa or link monsters um it forces out the revolt against tri brigade sometimes <laughs> not uh, not all the time but like just the fact that you special summon a cyber dragon and threaten the appaloosa right is pretty insane um yeah this deck, though, I feel like it, it's not the worst deck, I, but I would personally put it in Tier 2 or Rogue. Yeah. I think we put it in Rogue with the caveat that it has a high potential to move up. Cause it, so yes. Rogue in front of B Trooper or behind I would B put Trooper? it in front. Uh, yeah, I would put it in front as well. Yeah. I'm fine with in, that. In the right metagame, this like makes top cuts. So it's I Rogue, but it can move up depending on how things shift. I'm fine with that. Let's talk about Numeron. Is this straight into Do Not Play? Uh, I would not put it in Do Not Play. 
Uh, this deck, believe it or not, can... Sorry, I'm kind of like cutting off Skyhawk. But this deck can cheese out wins if you are not expecting it. It is a very, very good go-second uh, strategy. Mm-hmm. Not saying it's going to be very good against something like Sword Soul or any of the super meta-relevant decks, but if you're like have, trying to have fun playing a rogue deck, this deck will destroy you. <laughs> and notably, the deck can make the easiest utopic Draco future you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, yes. Also, um, no, this deck will just slap you and again this is like i would put it in rogue with the potential to move up people like took this to the remote dual invitationals Uh, people take this to events yeah it did it did well uh because the issue is is its spell card literally gives you four summons uh so like i'll give you like the prime example right kaiju or lava golem your opponent's board uh and most of the time they're going to be playing droplet or uh lightning storm that just blow out cards and then they just summon all of the the xyz monsters and then just head into the lava golem and the game is over it is like it is an absolute like sacky deck uh but the thing is like if they open they go second right six cards if they open the field spell and then two playable cards you lose so it's like it's a risk to play but it can in again in the right meta it just instant beats everything so uh, again, I think it's similar to Cyber Dragon, Rogue with the potential to move up. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Uh, so, Don, are you at Do Not Play or Rogue? Um, I'd put it in Rogue. So we're we're going to see a lot of Rogue decks. <laughs> There's a lot playable. Because yeah, right. like, in a format where Sword Soul is arguably the best deck, their boards are not unbeatable. It's... And you can disrupt them if you go first quite effectively. So I will say if we put Numeron into rogue, then realistically Numeron's maybe the worst deck on this list. There might not be any unplayable decks. If we consider Numeron rogue, I agree with you. I I don't think there are very many unplayable decks on this list. There's like, I can see like one or two, but on, it's honestly, uh, most of this stuff is playable. Okay, well, let's talk about Sword Soul. Sword Soul is this is this one's going to be contentious. This is this is a hot button throw, one. Throw right it in tier one. This deck is extremely explosive. Uh, it's really really strong. Yeah. That that's just my own personal opinion. I think this deck, after testing enough with it and listening to, I'm not going to say which players. Uh, because I don't want to like give out their strategy, mm-hmm. but I have talked to some very high-leveled players, uh, and they think this is the deck to beat right now. Uh, this is an extremely strong deck. Uh, it, it pumps out so many negations, and... So easily. Oh, yeah. It's like a one-card combo. <laughs> Yep. This is why yeah. we are uh, buying out token collector. By the yeah. way, uh, this is one one of the reasons. Yep. Yep. I, I think. Uh, I, I yeah. I think this is very clear tier one. I don't think it's unbeatable, which is why I think a lot of this stuff is super playable because like they have the one card combos, but they have like disruption points, and their end boards are not like unbelievably menacing like Adam Emancipator mm-hmm. stuff was doing. Like, 
it seems like most of the time it's two big synchros in the trap card, which is a strong board, but it's certainly not unbeatable. Uh, and they there are decks with matchups the too. The goal end board is um, it's that shoot the Yang Chishnow? the Yang Zing. Oh, Baxier or not? I don't oh, think. It's are you thinking? Uh, are you thinking? Uh, you know what I'm talking about. I know right? what you're not talking Yazi, about. Yeah. It's not Chow Fang, it's is it? It's not Yazi. It might be Chow Fang. I, I know Virtual World played it. For oh, uh, Chow Fang. That's the one. Yeah. It, so it is Chow yeah. Fang. Okay. Um, it's Chow Fang, and then the Negate, and then the what is it? A Banish, and then the Trap. Card. Oh, so they're doing like Chow Fang, uh, Draco Berserker, Baron de Fleur, or are they or are they not uh, doing Baron and they're doing like the archetypal monster Negate? They're doing the archetypal, or or there's another thing. People have been playing the, uh, come on, the Nemesis monster. Oh, uh, the, the, it's actually Protos. Yeah, as well. Shadows and yeah, Protos are crazy. So the thing is, trap card target the, uh, that monster, and it can't be destroyed by card effects, yep. so it doesn't pop. Uh, and then the trap card is just a free pop too, yep. and it's a floodgate at the. It's. It, I don't know. There's a lot you can do with this deck, and I don't like it at all. Yeah, there's the this being this <laughs> actually feels kind of like VW on crack because you have like it's it doesn't put up like an insane number of disruptions, but you can pivot through so many different options. So, like you you have the really interesting thing to me about like not to cut you off, but the interesting thing to me, um, I don't know if you've seen the lists popping up. You mentioned Virtual World. Virtual World splashing a Sword Soul engine. Yeah, they're worms. I think I did see that. You can do it. Uh, yeah, that's... I mean, they're worms, so it makes like some synchro stuff uh, easy to access. And I think there are some very specific lines where you can put up Baron before you do VW combos, which is quite strong. Um, uh, something else to note, I think the Tenya build of this is the best build. Act Like, Adhara and Ashuna are insane, and being able to have access to Vishuda as a ghost second card and as follow-up is just insane. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know how we were just talking about Virtual World? Um, well, Virtual World has easy access to Beatrice, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. With all the level sixes. Um, Beatrice, effect, dump Tempest. Tempest summon itself out, synchro into Baron. Yeah. Where did you get that from? That's, uh, I played against that's it on DB yeah. today, and I was just like, uh, Do you I'm... remember their name? Because I have a very close friend that's been labbing that for like two weeks and considers himself the creator of it. There's it, it honestly might just be a popular thing because I that's I hilarious. I think yeah, it's, it's I think really in Yu Gi Oh people eventually discover everything. Uh, True. Like I think it's really cool that people are like innovating like that. That's a really sick play. Um, yeah, that's I dude. I, the second we were on the phone when my friend he was like, dude, wait a minute. What about Tempest? He's like, I could just go Beatrice and dump this Tempest. Is a pretty sick it's not even like a bad extender to draw either. And then like in your opponent's standby, you can dump uh Baldurak or whatever the dude's name is and activate Zombie World. <laughs> that sounds funny. Oh, you mean um uh Necroworld Banshee. Banshee. Yeah, yeah Necro Banshee. That's what it right. is. Yeah. So we're we're solid on Sword Soul tier one. Uh yeah, yeah. Pro- yeah I think probably the best deck, but not unbeatable. I think is where I'm at. Mm-hmm. 
And if you guys weren't paying attention, I did share my screen so y'all can see the tier list as it develops. Next we have, is that Prank Kids? That is Prank Kids. Yeah. I can only recognize it because of the egg. Battle Butler, my boy. Um, This deck got severely hit on the last list. Super duper hurt. Yeah. Um, I didn't think it would I don't fall off quite so bad. I've got to be honest with you. This deck is still very playable. Um I don't think it's good though. I I don't think not not not, not with this type of format, but um I will say in January we are definitely going to see this deck yep. have a lot more playability again. Yep. Brave token good. will make this deck very strong. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, we think in tier two. I don't even want to put it in rogue. I would put it in tier two. Uh, I think low. It That's has. I, I think it's still. Huh? Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Don. Oh, I was gonna say tier two. Even possibility of being a tier one point five deck. Nobody's playing it anymore. But I just want to say you can recur the meow meow. If you really wanted to, yeah, yeah, there are ways. There are ways to make it work, and yeah, I totally agree. I think the reason it fell off is because it wasn't even like a very popular deck until it was one of the best decks of the format, even when it was still very yeah. good at tier two. So I think I think the reason is because the, the hit to Meow Moo happened, and then a bunch of people, a lot, a lot of higher level players, are like, "Oh, I don't want to play the deck anymore. I lost the tool," even though it's like still yeah. very, very good. Oh yeah, I know. Any... Pack was Pack took uh, it to like a locals or something and went like two two or like three two or something like that, and he was like, "It turns out it's pretty tough." <laughs> yeah. Honestly, the thing is, if this deck will always be good, all all because it's one of those very few decks where your whole engine starts off of one card, yep. which is your normals. I know it relies so much on the normal summon, but. This is one of those decks that can afford to play so many tech cards if you wanted to. You could play 15 hand traps in a list and get yep. away with it. Or three yeah. Solemns or three Tikaboo. Yeah. The deck is it it's it's like a mini toolbox deck. It's pretty yeah. it's pretty and good. I will say there's a it's kind of an open there's canvas. a reason that this is one of the best shells for cross out and for Brave Token. It's because it just has the space. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So next we have MIT. I feel tier two. What about this? What about you guys? I think this deck is kind of lit. Uh, I, oh, the I, deck's good I think for it's, sure. It's probably in rogue, but I think it is very underplayed for how good it is. It is also very big brain though, so I can I can see why not as many people are on it. Yeah. This is how you feel, a, Don? This is definitely a. Uh, I know Vlad really likes this deck. I think Vlad actually won like pretty funny tournament with this deck. Um, this deck is definitely rogue. It, it's a rogue deck. Yeah. Um, I think I think we're gonna go ahead and put it in tier two. I think I actually agree with Don. I think rogue for now, but I think if more people pick it up, okay. it could move. We'll put it at the top of rogue. Yeah, I'm I'm down with that placement right. actually. Amazement, do not play. Uh this yeah. deck has seen zero competitive success. 
it has seen tops. Ex, it has seen extravaganza tops, but mostly as Dragoon Turbo. I was gonna say uh, the only notable thing that I've seen this deck do was be played as an engine in muskets, and that was the topping. There list. was a guy who did that, yeah. But I, I have not really seen it at all. All right, we'll leave it in. Do not play, uh, yeah, Despia. I, Uh, I just do not play on the edge of being rogue. Yeah. Like, I think we... I think if it, I think your Despias do not play, right? Yeah. 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 I think there is a universe where there is, like, a magical metagame that develops where this deck could be playable because it's at, it has easy OTKs and a very, like, interesting floodgate, but it just doesn't... It's it has kind of the same problem as the Albaz stuff does, where it doesn't do anything, but it like does a little bit. So I think not playable, but right. it could move later. All right. Uh, what about at Ignister? Uh, this deck actually is not the worst. <laughs> Let's put it like that. It is not the worst mm-hmm. deck. Um, I agree. It is definitely very playable. Um, you can play quite a few hand traps as well as cross out and get away yep. with it. It's, um, it's it gets big. The the guys get big. It relies very heavily on going first though, um, and setting up that because once he hits the field, there's not a lot of uh, cards that can really, yep. you know, <laughs> stop him. Um, not only that, but turn two. Or excuse me, turn three theoretically. Uh, when they make their access code, he is the biggest boy you have ever seen. <laughs> He's literally large. the biggest. He is very large and in charge. I personally <laughs> and in think charge. this this is a tier two mm-hmm. deck for I sure. Agree. I'm I'm gonna be honest. I'm somewhere in between tier two and tier one point five, but I'm perfectly happy with. Tier I think two. it's two. I think uh, again, it's one of the. This is one of those like the format shifts and it creeps in kind of thing. Cause this did top events. Like, yeah. Yeah. Hey, top the YCS. Yeah. So, uh, what about magic key? Ah, uh, this debt. It's like a funny engine in ritual yeah. decks that you could theoretically. And it's play. like a really funny Hulk turbo deck too. It's yeah. the best way to play vanilla monsters in 2021. Can we all agree on nope. that? <laughs> Swords, Sword Soul plays Vanillas. Sword Soul. Oh wait, no, no you're totally right. <laughs> no, I'm a I'm a ballpark elitist, uh, that's true. so I believe that is, uh, that, that is the best normal monster. I am the chief propagandist for Terror King Salmon Incorporated, uh, and as such, I must dispute <laughs> your claims. I would not. You know what? That I'm a, I'm just gonna rep Gemini's. What about that? Does that count? No. Okay, yeah. uh, okay, Mr. Illblood. Uh, all right, we we can we have two dino enthusiasts in the call right now, and we can both agree our deck is not the most playable at the moment. Uh, I would put un- Dino. No, I I think Dino is strong rogue. I think it. I think you are underestimating it. I don't think it's in the tier two slot. Um. Oh no, I I agree that it's a rogue deck. I I'm just saying if I would not take this to an event uh, personally. I would. Uh I am I mean I am oh, I'm likely to be gosh. taking Fluffle to the YCS, spoiler alert. Uh but I was just about to ask what what what's going to happen here? Why is why is Fluffle not on this uh, tier list? That's what uh, I, I, I that is a great My goal question. is to do some regional grinding and then people will be putting Fluffle on a tier list. But 
Um, I, I, the thing with Dino right now is that I think there's a lot of unexplored space, especially in a meta where people might start playing less hand traps. Uh, I think we can play this as a going first deck again. And something to note, while this is rogue, I might start playing trap Dino again because survival's end against the sword soul matchup is an FTK. It is insane. Um, so, uh, I think, I think it is rogue, but keep an eye because something else too, right? Uh, in a format where f- there are decks like Phantom Knight, uh, and in a format where there are decks that put up very funny locks, and in a format where there's a lot of artifact scythe, uh, Ultimate Conductor Tyranno does not care about artifact scythe. Uh, so that is something to consider. If everything shifts to scythe turbo, I think Dino actually is a place in the format as a UCT turbo list. Uh, but I also think it is possible to play as a trap deck or as a heavy combo variant focused on extending through hand traps and disruption. Uh, but I agree that it's rogue right now. Uh, the So we're thinking... Uh, it's it's bel- top, of, top of rogue, yeah. honestly. Above or below MIT? I would say, I would I would say above. above. Um, Dino still can do things. The issue is... Th- this is This is the problem, and I'm just going to... I'll make it quick. I don't want to take too long. Um, the deck can make an absurd going first board, but with the amount of access to blowout cards like Dark Ruler No More, Mine, even like I, uh, you know, Droplet, it, TTT, it's just the deck really struggles to deal uh, with like those interruptions and it has no it has very poor grind game now because of having only yeah. one misc misc was such a good grind game yeah. card like after like say i set up a really good board turn one you break all of it as long as like you don't have enough interruption i just get another misc yeah. to my hand and and i'm good like to go. being but... able to set up misc rex is so sick and like having that misc under the dolka now you have to get gimmicky doing stuff like nemesis keystone or bushinki amaterasu uh and those using those engines to recycle misc make you a lot more vulnerable yeah uh... i would like to make the argument for why mit should actually be above dino in the road category and my argument is MIT now has a bigger bungus <laughs> with the Machina Ruin. Have you all seen? Okay, I, I, I know I'm taking up extra space, but for those listening to the podcast, you will be interested in this. Go to the Mambo YGO channel and check out the Ruin Force Turbo list. It is the stupidest thing I have ever seen in my life. Uh, it is Reasoning big. Gate Ruin Force Turbo. And the idea oh. is you just like reasoning or monster gate to send as many level 12 machine monsters as you can to the graveyard and you FTK by just summoning ruin force a whole bunch of times and making Gustav max four times. Uh, you can recycle one with unicorn or with uh, the Machina trap card, which you play one of. Uh, it is a ridiculous OTK deck. Uh, and there's another funny play, but go look it up. Uh, anyway, that's, that's all I have to say, but I had to mention it with ruin force. How do we feel about Burning Abyss? Um, so I'm actually going to classify BA and PK in the like same category because they are theoretically played together. Uh, mm. You you P, 
people can argue against me. If we're just talking pure like BA, BA, this deck is... Yeah, Trap BA is actually not that bad. I would actually put I... Trap BA in Tier 2. That's what I was kind of thinking, is that BA could be like Trap BA, and PK could be like the Phantom Knight lists that we're seeing going around. Yeah. Where they just have like yeah. one or two BA mon or yeah BA monsters. Well, I mean they play Cherubini and they also play Geograph. Uh, no, Graf, no, hold on. So. Occasionally yeah. they play Skarm. Okay, you know, yeah, you got <laughs> me there. Farm. You got me there. Um, I'd put it in tier two. Uh, Trap BA is actually not bad. It's not bad. It. What about Altergeist? Uh, Dawn, I think we know uh, you goes, might have right? a lot to say about this one after today. <laughs> uh, sucks, uh, especially when you open all geists. Okay, anyways, no. Okay, so wait, wait. Your build playing too many monsters is not no. That's no, like that is that there. is not <laughs> the case. I I yeah, I for, got unlucky. I, for I'm context, uh, at the MBT subathon uh, remote duels today, Don uh, opened some very unfortunate altergeist hands uh, against Blender. Yeah, I was watching I when that happened. I opened double Melisig, double Hextia. Uh, oh. What was it? Uh, Humkiri, and then like Xtrav, and then the Xtrav drew me another monster in one trap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I think it honestly, I think trap decks are actually really good right now. I think it's tier one point five. I'm just being honest. Uh, this deck won an invitational in yep. Europe a month ago. I think this deck is actually extremely good, and a lot of people don't give it credit for. Like yep. what it can do, uh, I'd put it in tier one point five or tier two. I'm torn between the two. That's two. Yeah. That's two votes for tier I'm, one point five. Whatever you have to yeah, say doesn't I'm in, matter. Skyhawk. I'm in for tier. That's, no, that's true. <laughs> I'm in for tier one point five. Uh, all I'll say is that if like they stop you from playing for one turn, the advantage engine is ridiculous. This deck has one of the most yep. absurd grind games ever, and it's like it gets yeah. to the point where it's like. Okay, I could see if I can make a comeback, but it's not worth it. It's like it takes too much time to like try and break yeah. what they have set up. Like protocol being a negate, uh, silk bounce plus the what is it called? The ha call the haunted. It's just yeah. It, this deck also like with solemn really strike, good. arguably being like one of the silliest cards in the game right now. Oh, any deck that can like jam it yeah. and have it work is instantly in a good place i just want to say this deck is really good at going first but even if it's forced to go second tt strike is literally an ftk versus yep. a lot of decks yeah what about what about dragon link dragon I link is really good i honestly think this deck is extremely good still people you have to be a very intelligent duelist yep. to pilot this deck. The people that are doing extremely well with this deck are I yep. professionals. This deck takes a very, yep. very there, intelligent There is pilot. a world of pilot. difference between uh, an intensely skilled Dragon Link player and like a good Dragon Link player. There's like there's a skill gap there's on a this. Big, there's a there's a big reason that Hoban came back into the game and he immediately picked up this new mid-rangey dragon link deck. about Hoban, yeah. but yeah, there's a good reason. Yeah. Appaloosa is a floodgate, by the way. <laughs> Whoa there. Let's slow down. 
Um, spread fake news on the podcast. This deck is tier one, tier one point five, in my opinion. I think it's the best tier one point five. I think think put it in one point five for now, but I think results will push it to one. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what about uh, this zombies? That's what it was. I almost called it Agdoatic, but it's not. It's zombies. Strong zombies are a very interesting rogue deck. Um, yeah, they're rogue because they have zombie world, right? Zombie world alone can win games uh, against a lot of decks, believe it or not. Zombie world plus Riot Relock wins games Uh, against something interesting to note. Baron de Fleur is actually a massive boost to this deck, too. Uh, previously they did not have that much access to generic, uh, ED negates without jumping through a lot of hoops. Uh, Baylor Drock is an eight and they have a lot of interesting level two tuners they can play, uh, such as Plague Spreader Zombie. So. Also, Unizombie is a tuner, <laughs> which gives them access to the Halk engine. And that is also yep. their best starter card. So. Yeah. Crazy. So, uh, I, yeah. like this deck has a lot of choke points, but you will occasionally just straight up lose to it. So strong rogue, I think. So, Halkadon zombies, let's go. <laughs> or just a Halk doctor, frankly. Uh, yeah. uh, what about Shadal? And there is a Dogmatica and an Invoked. I don't know. I, I've i got to be honest with you. Don't know how y'all want to classify sure, this. Shadal is... I, you don't really see it. Yeah, Trapdoll is fun though. Everybody... Everybody plays... IDS, um, and I think it should stay like that. Um, like I haven't really seen like any other invoked builds playing pure or like mech invoked yep. anymore. It's when you see Shadal, you already know it's going to be Dogmatica yeah, and invoked. In it. Um, I would honestly put them all in the same category. Here too, uh, all of them. I, I think I would put them in. Tier I am. 1. To, 5. I am tempted to put it in tier one. To be frank, I think the only reason I think maybe one point five yeah. just because it's like an amalgamation of all of them. But uh, I think this deck. I think tier one point five, but I think it leans into tier one. The only thing that I think will be wonky is that I think people are going to be playing a lot more outs to window. Uh, Forbidden Chalice is going to see a lot more yeah. play as is Forbidden Droplet. Uh, so yes. that is something to consider, but. Um, uh, like you have to deal with Winda and dealing with Winda on top of punishment, Makaba, and hand traps is uh, is is a monumental task. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say this deck is the definition of the toolbox yep. deck of the format. You can play this deck with so many tech cards right mm-hmm. now; it is ridiculous. You can play any hand trap you want. You can play any trap card you want. You can. It's 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 really very cool. plug and play, it's, yeah. It's so I guess maybe just pop all three of them into tier one point five. Lose yeah, that's what I did. Very hard though. What about Adamantipater? Fun rogue. Um, uh, mm, honestly, this yeah. deck topped not like literally last yeah. week. I'm pretty sure, or it was better than Cyber Dragon, worse than Machina Infinite Track. I would put it in tier two. I think that's bold. I don't know about. Th- I mean, I guess if we're going on the result, then tier two i i would say it was like it would be like the worst tier two deck if we're putting it there but i can i can get on board with that yeah I, tier two rogue definitely okay what about tier phantom one. knight phantom knight one. i yeah i don't okay. even need to say anything this deck is so Insane. absurd 
It's aggro. It's insane. Uh, what do I drytron? Uh, I'm I'm biased against this deck, and I really hate this deck. So I would put it at like I would literally be like put it in tier one because I hate it. it. It's stupid, but it's tier it's one. Tier 1. I think I'm putting it in one point five. Sure. Uh, I think the representation has fallen enough that I think it should go in one point five, probably above or right, right either right, yeah. right, maybe even if right people... below Dragon Link. This won the last Invitational though, so I just want to put you know yeah. that in there uh, uh it's so weird right because like if people shift to board breakers i feel like this actually gets better because if you have to board break their whole board and they sit with the orange lights in hand it's really tough to deal with yeah if you don't open the board breaker you kind of yeah. just lose the game yeah but also, their boards are so oppressive, and their turn three is you lose on turn three. Yep. One hundred, like, what is it? One name in yeah. graveyard, and one. It's name not even just one name. It's you. just like it's, they can even just have a ritual monster. It's just so. I I think this is. I'm so biased, but I think this and Virtual were some of the most poorly designed like deck choices like ever i hate I think how the dry just... yeah i don't know i think Keep the drytron going. monsters are like cool and based i think the herald rituals are just stupidity okay. <laughs> uh, uh, that's I, fair I, I will give you that i i agree with that fair. i like, do not like, like it meant, like stuff. i think drytron making using ritual engines to make like regular combo boards would actually be kind of cool but like the herald monsters are so yeah. so oppressive I think the Drytron Megalith deck is like the Completely coolest thing ever agree. invented. Bathor it's is very, extremely nice. I, I agree with that. Yeah. All right. Next is Infernoble. How do we feel about Infernoble? I, I really view this deck very similarly to uh, Machina Infinite Track. I, I really do. Like, not, they don't play the same, like, but as far as representation, this potential power level, uh, you know. Yeah, very strong. Because it's like super vulnerable, but if the format shifts to board breakers, this deck actually gets insane because they will just rip your entire hand and then your forbidden droplets doesn't matter. I think the issue is... I think the issue though, particularly right now, is that Nib is really good right now. And if Nib is really good, then this deck's really bad. But you also have to draw a cross out. And also, it's really bad going second. But... Uh, if it wins the dice roll, yeah. uh, you may just be screwed. So, Strong Rogue. He sold as a pretty good Yu-Gi-Oh card. What about Dragoonity? Um, Dragoonity. Hmm. Uh, I have mixed opinions about Dragoonity. And honestly, this deck is... It's played as an engine in yep. certain Dragon Link builds. But if we're talking pure Dragoonity, I would put it in Do Not Play. But if we're talking about the Dragon Link Dragoonity, yeah, because in Rogue, there are metas where the Dragoonity thing is a thing. Because I know Elise Davis was like really pilled on this for a while. Um, uh, yeah, it's somewhere near Numa. Yeah, I think I'd put it in. I'd maybe just put it in playable just on its face. But as an engine in Dragon Link, it has a place. because uh, it's more gas. It sets up an early negate. Uh, but it can cause some clogging issues, and it means you have less space for non-engine cards. So, yeah, right. 
What about Fluanderese? Another contentious. Deck I don't right know, in the man. Panel. This is weird. <laughs> I don't like this deck. This deck. <laughs> Nobody likes it. This deck has. Its grind game is absurd. Uh, it's absurd. The floodgates in this deck are crazy. I really like the fact that. Yeah, it can play I like that a lot. Yeah. As a way. hand trap counter and as a go second tool, it's pretty sick. But it's it's yeah. very annoying that they can recur the trap card and recur all their resources, yeah. and they play on your turn. Like I think Droll yeah. is a funny turn ender. Though. I think this is tier two, but I, it has the potential to move up. Yeah, I, I, I think was it's say tier one point five. I was gonna say tier one point five. I I am not convinced yeah. yet. We could put it at one point five if you want. We can see more yeah. I need, of the I, deck played. I, I need to see more that, of it that, to be convinced. I don't think it is. I think it is good, but I don't yeah, think it I is like too. crazy. All right. What about Live Twins? This deck is. Uh, it's so weird. It feels like it should it, be good, but it's not. It, it's it's I, just not. It has everything, but it's, it's just not there. I don't know what it is. Everything except for playability. I would throw I this so. deck in Rogue. I think somebody who is there. like an insanely cracked pilot who has been like labbing specific ratios for a bajillion years will do really well with this. But it's... It got top four yeah. at one of our tournaments uh, last yeah. month with uh, Ab Trouble Sunny. Uh, yeah. uh, with him. the potential to move up, I, got him it, I don't know if it will. Don't they like yeah, play scythe? I feel like I swear doesn't, they play doesn't everybody play scythe. Yeah, they do. Aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> uh, aren't we? Hey, that, there's a reason why Chalice is so <laughs> yep. so played right now. All right, hero uh, rogue. I actually don't. Think I Hero's I kind of want to tier two this. I think hero is a. Yeah, I think hero is a tier two. The deck. reason you're not seeing it okay. is because of how expensive and, it is. Fair. That's fair. It is a flex yeah. deck. That no. is one hundred percent correct. The only my issues with this deck is it cannot put out an, a reasonable negate. Yeah. To okay. deal with blowout cards <laughs> like Nibiru, Storm. Uh, Imagine paying a thousand dollars to end on a on a crazy yeah. board of a Nibiru token. So I agree with you, Don. But access to a disruption in the form of DPE is actually a big deal. Yeah, I I do agree. Now that DP is out, this deck has a lot of yep. things that so it can do. I think now. tier two, it might go down to rogue at some point, but uh, I think people will like people love this deck, so it'll it'll see play and people will sneak into oh, yeah. top cuts with it. I think. I should I should also mention Dark yeah. Law alone can literally win <laughs> for so many games. Dark Law is a yep. pain in and the if they ass chalice, you can with. just activate another mask change. Well, they're like, it's like there's a reasonable play around Got here. <laughs> uh, Madolce. Seeing a lot of success, yep. actually. I for class wise, yes. Tier two, this if not like the best rogue deck, because like this this deck is this, good. Yeah. 
Uh, I also this like deck the idea can also play cross out now. Um, huh. And it can play mm-hmm. a bajillion hand traps. And it can play three of the best hand trap in the game. Yeah. Uh, it can. It D-shifter. can play D-Shifter. Which is absurd. And I think yeah. either the strongest rogue um, too. Okay, I have it at the bottom of tier two currently. Uh, Mirage Dalio uh, or uh, Salamangrate. Don't play. Okay, this is an unpopular opinion, but I heard somebody say this recently. But there's no, no reason to be playing this deck right now. It's so bad. Unplayable. Unplayable. Uh, dude, Salad is so bad. One gazelle. One. It's. it's it's most most lines are not even like making the barrage stelio because it's actively worse. (laughs) (laughs) You're just getting a mirror. This deck is just bad. It it relies too much on back row now for it to even be like the reason why this deck was insane was you bought three, the structure deck and you could play so many hand traps with it. And you you could recur Ash Blossom every turn. You you weren't playing the game. Um, I hate yeah, this deck. Yeah, yeah, I, I can hear that. <laughs> yeah. Stay. I'm glad it's bad. No, I'm just kidding. It it. I feel like it stuff could come off the list for it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, don't play this deck. I do not think that this deck is necessarily you know good, but <laughs> I, agree. I think the artwork's cool. Tier one. What about Tri Brigade? Uh, one point five tier one. Easily, one point five. I think one, I think mind? there's a fair argument for one point five, but I kind of want to put it in one until it proves otherwise. No, there's not. Like the only reason why I'm saying one point five is I don't think pure tri brigade is the move anymore. Uh, well, no, definitely... you you can't play it pure. I mean, you can't, but like, don't. Word tri brigade is definitely crazy, sir. I was watching yeah. Shermanon's video. You can do some very cool Holy stuff. Holy crap, dude! That man put and, in... when. When work for that. Yeah, yeah I when haven't figured out go, the combo lines to the Lairless version. Currently, I'm still playing the, Zeus. Go watch the Eminon video. It'll pill you on the deck. Uh, when Whenever Eminon puts out a detailed yeah. guide for something, you know what's up. Right. Yeah. What about Eldritch? Uh, so, some people call Eldritch a rogue deck. I still think Eldritch is actually a very playable I, deck. I think Tier 2 right now. Uh, I see a lot of it on DB. Yeah. I think Eldritch is tier 1.5. That's not like an insane take. I would personally yeah. put it in tier 2, but there are probably arguments to make. It's like... I'd put I, it the high, uh, higher up of tier 2. I agree. Two, My argument for tier for this being tier 1.5 is that it got first place at our case tournament, trophy tournament, with 50 people the other day because uh turns out those purple cards yeah, I mean, are pretty good in cards. In a format where people are doing yeah. combo-ish stuff, Set five is pretty solid. My, <laughs> if if Geist is tier one point five, I uh, see no reason that I would be willing to put it 1. in tier one point five, uh, just solely for the fact that the alternate artwork is very sexy. <laughs> so <laughs> I, he, he is definitely yeah. So I, I think we could move it to one point five. What do you think? <laughs> do you think that Eldritch is like what about six 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 seven right? Yeah, my height for sure. What if he was in a maid outfit? Do you think that'd be better? <laughs> I agree, actually. Uh, Yo, Don, honestly, like if if we both want to show up to Pasadena with the maid outfits, I mean, 
Oh my god. I'll do it. I had to. I had to say something at least once. Okay. No, you're not. You're you're staying with me. You're not doing that. What do you mean? Of course I am. We're rooming together. Whoa, let's slow down. <laughs> Let, let's talk about Grand Maju. Let, okay. right, let's, let's <laughs> um, this is a really funny rogue deck. Um, and it can actually steal wins. Um, I agree. I think it's as rogue and as playable as Numeron. Mm-hmm. Similar like thing. If they open the sauce, they're just kind of dead. Even better than Numeron because it doesn't restrict oh, it is. anything. And the danger uh, package is pretty cool sometimes, especially now that Nessie's moving up. Really good. Having yeah. that, rank eight, that rank, I was playing this on DB last the, night until 5 a.m. actually. If you guys don't play Oh, this is what you're bringing to Pasadena. No, 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 no. Um, but I know the I know the answer, but I'm keeping it yeah, under wraps. Um, Grand Maju having access to Santafond is yep. really, really good against PK. Um, Santafond is so you know, stupid. <laughs> Santafond is an absurd floodgate, by yep. the way. Good Yu-Gi-Oh card. Because yeah, and like, your opponent literally can't do anything except impermit on your turn. Because it's till the end of your opponent's turn is yep. when its effect wears off. But it shits mm-hmm. on Tri-Brigade, it shits on BA, uh, or PK, excuse me, and Drytron, I'm pretty sure, as well. It's it's funny. Or yeah. you can just do what I did the last time I played against this deck. I I just call, I just picked all the dangers out of his hand and I won. It was great. Well, I mean, we can't all be American snipers. I, oh, this, uh, <laughs> I went like five for five on danger calls in two games. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So. This deck can be tricked out too. Like you can play D shifter and that also makes it rogue. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about Sky Striker? Tier two. Uh, uh, I want. I'm a lot closer to unplayable than tier two. I I gotta be honest. I want to put this in unplayable. Really? Uh, Imperial Order is a heck good. of a card. Um, uh, it's weird. Like I think a very I, it's weird because I think with like and like an extremely good pilot, this is a tier two deck. But I feel like, uh, I feel yeah. like on its I feel like on its face, it has not done anything the last like three months. Pair with yeah. Eldritch and go undefeated at the YCS. It really hasn't done enough but i have been watching uh people play dpe in this deck oh that's true actually i have seen that so we have some tier two we have some rogue i mean we have some dnp are we are we thinking rogue this this deck in the middle rogue is the compromise i'm just gonna say this right now this deck in particular was the toolbox deck of its time it was the best toolbox deck and I still want to say it is the best toolbox deck of all time, just because Engage let let you search, or Hayate let you dump anything that you needed yep. to help pick apart your opponent's board. And it's got like access to both negation, uh, floodgate-esque effects, and graveyard disruption is yeah. uh, very strong. This deck takes, like I said about Dragon Link, that. But this deck, really an IQ. instead of instead of comboing off like Dragon Link does, this deck, uh, you just have to be really smart with how you use your spell card. Right. Yep. What about Subterra? Uh, this deck actually isn't that bad. This deck is still full power. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of relies a lot on the coin flip. I personally think Subterra is a tier two strategy. 
because Dragoon, they still play Dragoon, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think they're on Dragoon over DPE. Dragoon yes. is so good for the deck. Like, the, Guru is already, like, obnoxious to deal with, like, with Fiendess and all of the purple cards that they play. Yeah. The Hidden City, also, like, the battle protection is really annoying. You have to, like, yeah. jump through hoops to get rid of a Guru. Uh, I'm I'm a personal, like, tier two. Uh, I'm with that. Yeah, um, I have it in Rogue. Uh, I think representation numbers aren't necessarily there, which I know is not, like, the end-all, be-all. Yeah. But... I think it's an extremely like floodgate dot deck reliant. And at the end of the day, in a format with a lot of blowouts, it's not See, the, as good. The thing is, you could say the blowouts are really, really crazy, but Fiendus being an Omni Negate uh, is ridiculous. That's true. Dark uh, Ruler <laughs> doesn't really do much against this deck. All you're going to do is negate the Dragoon. Uh, uh, I'm convinced. Droplet also doesn't do much against this deck. Like, uh, sorry to interject. Uh, as we are recording this podcast, House of Champs has just tweeted, uh, and it's gone. A Mayakashi return has been completely bought out. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I was asking. I asked before the podcast started. What's hey, the you know what? I got the whole deck. <laughs> now you're rich. I guess so. I, I, I'm going to be honest, I have not sold anything on TCG Player, so I don't know I how to do any of that. That's true. I'll help you out, buddy. <laughs> let's, let's so, we also, next, we have uh, that other thing. Uh, Zodiac. Zodiac. Uh, hmm. Everything, every Mayakashi card on uh, TCG has jumped by like... <laughs> Three to four to five dollars. It took an it took an hour. Return has gone. It's been bought out. Uh, Hajin has gone. It has been bought out. Yeah, it's. Anyway, I, uh, I hate Yu-Gi-Oh players in America. Yeah, the American well, market. It's in North really America. Sucks. Anyway, yeah, the North. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna take Zoom. the heat off of. I'm gonna take the heat it's... off of myself because I definitely asked this question earlier. Uh, Zodiac, unplayable. This is a Zeus Turbo deck, and it plays blind going second with a ton of hand traps and blowout cards. I would this say. Deck... To... Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Zeus carries this deck. Does it carry? Does it carry it to Rogue though? Uh, yeah. Easily, I, I I could argue that this is like up there with. At Emancipator, like it's definitely still playable. Ah, but it's not right here. Born so attack directly. Yeah. Go into you know six Matt Zeus is pretty insane. It really is. What about Orcist? Orcist players copium. They're still coping uh, to this day. I think. Yeah, I, I think, think that's, I think copium right. is the only reason it's on this list right now. Unplayable. I agree. Yeah, I would not play this deck. I wouldn't try to play this deck. I played against one last night on DB, and it was the fastest 2-0 of my life. I felt so bad. <laughs> what about Virtual World? One, I think this is easy. 1. 1. 1.5. It's yeah. easy 1. Easy this 1. This deck is so... Ugh. It's, it's wonky, because it has, like, it's 
issues with inconsistency, but if the engine is rolling, uh, hand traps are like only kind of okay. And in a format with less hand traps, this deck can pivot to so many different types of disruption and they can kill you like two ways from tomorrow. I do not like that deck. <laughs> I don't like th I don't like this deck. I don't like Drytron. I think they're two of the most unhealthy decks ever created for this game. That's fair, I actually. Say Spiral's bad, but no, Spiral is not as bad as either of those decks. <laughs> Ugh, I'm so biased. Fair. I'm so I'm so. Yeah. I guess uh, one thing to mention uh, now that the list is done. Uh, I think there are, uh, I think there is one deck on here that might have to warrant further consideration later, and that's Mech Knight. Uh, Shannon Long just hit a second place at a regional with uh, an insane mech list. So we might see that pop up. But aside from that, I think this is a pretty good list. Yeah, uh, I agree. I like the list a lot. Uh, you know, I might I might be a little biased on it, but uh, you know, I like it. So, um, I think the other thing to note is that this list moves probably right. Like this is not like the end all be all. Oh yeah, there will be shifts for sure. Yeah, I think things are not very defined. People aren't totally sure exactly what the best build of Sword Soul is. People aren't sure how good Dragon Link is. People aren't sure how good trap cards are. Uh, I think there will be... A, people don't realize that PK is insane even now. Uh, so I think there will be lots of moving and, and shifting here. And the crazy thing is, almost everything on this list is, like, playable to some capacity. You can succeed playing almost anything here. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, but that, I think, I think, could be wrong, but I think... Might wrap us up. How you feeling, fellas? That was good. Uh, I, yeah. Yeah? yeah I'm good. Like we got some good stuff uh, done. Yeah. Now it's time, baby. It's time? It's time, Skyhawk. You already know where we gotta go. That's true! It's Modcast time. Oh. Let's go! Oh, we gotta go do Modcast. Uh, speaking of which... Oh, uh, that's a great, 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 great segue. Thank you so much for saying that. So that I'm so glad you said that, Don. Honestly, thank you, because I was in the middle of sending a tweet and I forgot. So thank you, because we, thanks to Skyhawk, have gotten the opportunity of a lifetime tomorrow. Tomorrow being the day you listen to this podcast, uh, Friday or yeah, Friday. November 12th, we will be on the modcast on MBT's Subathon stream. Woo! Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah. I've got y'all book, booked for an hour, uh, for a half hour to an hour uh, interview segment. I thought it would be really cool to bring you guys on. I'm all for it. I'm, I'm so happy to even have the opportunity. So, you know, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. There will be... Uh, hilarity will ensue is how I'll say it. Yeah. Uh, don't you worry. I got I got some fun questions planned. This will be good. Okay. So speaking of fun questions, before we go, you guys got to help me. We got to do a really, really quick podcast question of the day. 
So last podcast question of the day was, what is your white whale Yu-Gi-Oh card? The card that you've always wanted, but never gotten around to acquiring. We got some great replies on Twitter. Starlight Opelousa, Secret Rare Pot of Dualities, uh, just different ghost rares, different ulties. Uh, every card ever made, you know, that's a good one. But uh, mine was the Secret Rare First Ed Gate Guardian. So That's a pretty good pick. Yeah. What, what about you guys? Man, you really just... You're gonna lay it on me like that. Yeah. <laughs> I've been like known that, to do that. I've been I, known to do that. You're gonna have to give me at least at least three minutes. Okay, and I can answer first then. Uh, if yeah. if if you need some time to think, Don, uh, I have two, uh, and it's the two remaining pieces of the Dino collection. I have everything else that exists. Uh, the two that I need. Uh, that I will eventually pick up once I, I think I'm, I'll flip some stuff and I'll, I'll find the right time. But uh, I need an ulti Frostosaurus. Uh, and I need, I want a uh, battle pack prize card, Jurak Gwaiba. Those are, those are the two white whales for me. Understandable. Uh, while I, while now, while Don thinks I'm going to read out some answers from our discord server. So we have Ghost Dark Rebellion. We have the Ulti Frostosaurus. Gee, you wonder who said that. Ulti Dark Law. Playset of Ulti Whiptails. Lots of Ultis going around in here. Uh, Ghost Black Rose. Secret Rare Judgment Dragons. DDS Blue Eyes, of course. Uh, Ulti Red Eyes. There was no Ulti Red Eyes, was there? I don't know. Secret Dark Arm Dragon. Uh, the... Ultra BLS, uh, a Bandai Namco era Gate Guardian. That's that's, that's pretty cool. rocking. Hey, we that's might cool. get we might get the Dark Magician art, uh, the Bandai Dark Magician art at some point in TCG. The OCG did get that just recently, so it is possible that we could get some of that art stuff to come over here. I have my answer. All right, I'm excited to hear this. Same. And it's actually a very controversial. Ooh. If I could own a card, one card that I do not own, it would probably have to be Near Mint, Ultimate Rare, Astral Pack 4. What am I going to say? I feel like Skyhawk. 4? Is this a. I, I know Andy where this Lion? is going. Oh my Andy god. Lion. Not Necro Valley, but Max D. <laughs> oh, it would. It, I actually have a bet going on with a player. Um, if Max C were to ever come off the ban list, this individual said that they would buy me a single copy of Ultimate Rare Max C. Uh, they're gonna be shelling out an insane amount of this meat, card. Man. Is so expensive. It is crazy. I love the artwork for Maxi so much. There. The ulti is like a truly beautiful printing. Uh, I a have a friend that has a playset that he uses and plays in his max rarity plant synchro deck, and uh, it's 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 nice. It's it's good looking, and with when you play it, when he play when you play a. When he plays an ulti tour guy, and then you 
And then, like, later on, he max sees you with an ulti max C, and then he, like, summons an ulti dandelion. It's just, oh, man, it's something else. Yeah. Uh, that card, uh, it's, I know it's probably considered the most, like, controversial card in you, and possibly the most broken, one of the most broken cards ever. Top three. I, 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 I will say top three most broken cards ever printed. I just love how chaotic this card is. It it resembles nothing but just horror. Yep. Horror. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah, card yeah. is I, so dumb. I love the concept of them. They're like insects that are like hiding between the furniture. And then, I, I the contact like the C cards are really sick. They 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 printed the boy. And when they printed the boy, I was like, dang, ballpark best deck now. True. Uh, Shiny friend, black squatter C. Let me let me pull up the video. Uh, I think it's on his YouTube, but it's really he literally just has pages, pages on pages of because we we loved ballpark so much. It it was literally just like our deck. That's uh, awesome. I don't, I don't know where the video is, but yeah. Anyways, Maxi's my card. I can respect that. A good pick. And. Today's podcast question of the day is, what is your Yu-Gi-Oh accessory that you splurged on? What? what what's that accessory? Like, I, I have an extremely nice, extremely expensive deck box, but like my accessory that I splurged on that I like bought for myself that was a lot of money was I got one of the head-to-head battles, uh, the backpacks oh. that were like 90, 100 bucks. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, when those went on pre-order, I got one of those. So that was my accessory that I like spent a lot of money. I was like, I, I need it, you know. Uh, I have not. Uh, this I, I have a boring answer to this. I have not like spent that much money on accessories. Uh, I am yeah. very much like super minimal when it comes to owning Yu-Gi-Oh stuff in general. I just have stuff that I want. Like, I have stuff that I got for prizing from the Invitational. That's pretty cool. But like. I only very recently just got uh, an Ultimate Guard Sidewinder. I was using like the $3 plastic deck boxes before. Definitely worth the upgrade. Uh, but like that's the most. I'm pretty cheap when it comes to accessories. Fair enough. I would say, personally, I have not... The only money that I've spent on Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, stuff are the cards themselves. So I can't really say I've bought like a super nice deck box or super expensive mat. Mm-hmm. I would probably say the most expensive purchase I made was probably the triple prosperities. Mm-hmm. That was probably the most expensive. Thing I I've... was, yeah, I was gonna say that was gonna be it. Uh, I guess for like the most expensive Yu-Gi-Oh purchase, it might have been, uh. It might have been extravagance, the playset before uh, YCS Niagara to play Dino. One more time, do what? I didn't hear you. Oh, uh, it might have been the extravagances to play Dino, but yeah, uh, that's it. All right, well, that's it, everybody. Thank you all so much for being here. Thank you for listening uh, to our longest episode ever. <laughs> not a joke that's 
is this is it we made it uh, whoops <laughs> it's okay this episode's gonna clock in at about an hour and 50 minutes oh my god the people get content Yo, Woo! content there's lots of content when the don's talking that's true uh, yeah we listen we got and as a content machine we got three very lovable talking people in a room going at it so um but thank you, everybody, for listening. Be sure to check out all of those things I told you earlier to check out. Be sure to check out our Discord. Be sure to check out ETB Games. Be sure to check out our Patreon page. Be sure to check out us on Twitter, where we just posted that tier list. I took a screenshot and posted it on Twitter if you're interested in looking at that. People are already in my mentions. It's it's going great. Uh, be sure to look up skyhawk sings and the don juan both of their channels will be in the description box below be sure you got to be on the twitter because that's where you're going to get the awesome ycs pasadena and a selfie with all of us but be sure to be there be sure to be in our discord and check out team dark arm dealings their link will be in the description below i think that's it did i miss anything guys or is that it that's all Should and check us out on the modcast uh tonight if you actually get two hours into this episode in one day so <laughs> Have a good night. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.